If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Have some fun on a Thursday. And man, there is a ton to get to tonight on a Thursday. It's going to be dark and light and happy and sad. I don't know if it'll be sad. I don't actually have any sad. I just thought that sounded like a good way to open the show. Anyway, here's what we have on, on tap for tonight. They're getting ready to blame Donald Trump for the health fallout of the last two years. I will explain that in a little bit. We are going to talk about Uvalde, the shooting, the aftermath of the shooting. We're not going to let that go. Someone tried to kill Marjorie Taylor Greene again. More insanity at the FBI. More criminal abuse of children in this country under COVID. But before we get to any of that, by the way, we have a ton of emails we're going to get to. Remember, tomorrow's Ask Dr. Jesse Friday, so you need to get your questions emailed in right now. Ask me anything to jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Before we get to any of that, I am going to get to something that is a little bit sad. Because there were two there were two headlines that really caught my eye first thing this morning. I'll get to them in a second. But I will say I am obviously offensive. I realize that I am offensive. I realize that I'm rude. I, I prefer direct, but I know I'm rude. I understand, especially with the sensibilities of the time, I can be abrasive. 
Is abrasive fair, Michael? I think abrasive's fair. Blunt, blunt. Michael says blunt. See, thank you. See, that's what that's what it takes to change people's lives. That's what it takes, but I, I, so I understand that. But I, I want you also to understand this. Oftentimes, most of the time, when I'm very blunt, I am trying to do one of two things, and oftentimes I'm trying to do both. I don't know whether I'm succeeding. <laughs> I don't know that I'm some super genius, but this is what I'm trying to do. I'm either a trying to shift the Overton window back our way. What I mean by Overton window, as you know, the Overton window is is you constantly ask for radical things because in the end, the window will shift a little bit your direction instead of the other way. That's what Democrats do all the time. Huh? We want a trillion dollars to hand out to illegal immigrants. Republicans will respond with what? Well, that's crazy. We can't do that. All right, we'll give you $100 billion. And what happened? The window shifted their way. They shifted the Overton window. I view part of my role as shifting it back our way. It's never shifted our way. I'm trying to shift it back our way. Because that's one of the things I'm trying to do. And the second thing is I'm trying to make you laugh. The day's hard enough. Times are hard enough. You have endless listening options. I've always said I'm not changing the world. I don't have an important job. I do a radio show. I'm trying to make your day a little bit better. That's it. Trying to make your day a little bit better. But back to the Overton window thing. I get very, very, very frustrated that we will not have honest conversations ever in this country about anything. There's never, I mean, you call me rude and that's fair. I'm not saying I'm not rude, abrasive, direct, all that stuff's fair, but man alive, at least I'm willing to have difficult conversations about difficult things because I believe that's how things get better. I saw this headline, and I'm sure you didn't see it with all the other inflation and, and, and the FBI news and everything else. This headline kind of went right by the wayside for everybody. But man, I've been gnawing on it for 24 hours now because I actually saw it last night during the show. And I told Michael, just wait. I want to address this tomorrow when I've had a night to think about it and brew on it. The headline is this. 13-year-old girl charged in fatal beating of a New York City cabbie. I'm not going to try to say this cabbie's name because I'll screw it up. It's the, it's the foreign name, and I, out of respect for him, I don't want to screw up his name on national radio. And I'm not going to read the name of the girl either. But I saw that, and then I saw this. NYPD cops are ordered not to congregate or converse on the city streets. And back to the girl. It hit me. It probably hit me so hard because I have a 13-year-old. I don't have a girl. I have a boy, but I have a 13-year-old. His name is James. He is just the sweetest daggone kid in the world. He helps his mother out. He's protective of his little brother and his mother. He's perfect. Uh, perfect. What do you call it? Not grades. His grades are pretty good too, but behavioral reviews in school. Perfect. Teachers love him. He's just a sweet, responsible boy. James loves reptiles and snakes. He wants to own a snake store one day. I know that's weird, but that's James. That's what he does. He plays Minecraft whenever we allow him to play video games. He builds Legos. He's a 13-year-old boy. This is a 13-year-old girl. She is the same age as my James, who smiles, church with us on Sunday, and a 13-year-old girl beat 
a cab driver to death in broad daylight on the sidewalk in New York City. She had accomplices. There were a group of them in the cab. Uh, they tried to ditch the cab without paying the cab guy. I don't want to. I don't want to dump on the dead. Chased after them. Don't do that. Let the fare go. I mean, I get the anger and the pride that comes in that, but chased after them and got beaten to death. But a thirteen-year-old girl, black girl, beat a cab driver to death. In what kind of environment does one have to be raised that a 13-year-old girl is capable mentally of beating a human being to death in broad daylight? How lacking in guidance is this girl? This is a girl. She's 13. She should be worried about boys and pimples. She should be listening to crappy music that girls listen to all the time. She should be practicing her makeup or whatever, the, the girl things, getting together with girlfriends and being annoying, you know, all the things teenage girls do. Instead, she finds herself on a sidewalk in New York City, stomping a cab driver's head into the ground, father, by the way, husband and father this guy is, until he's dead. And I know that's sad and dark and I'm going to move off of it, but then I look at the other headline, the NYPD cops are not even allowed to congregate on the streets. Man, are we ever going to have a conversation about the environment Americans are raised in, some Americans are raised in in this country? Are we going to ever have an honest conversation about urban black America and where the problems are and why the problems are there? Is it even possible to have that conversation in this country? And you don't have to have that conversation in a hateful way. You dang sure shouldn't. But something, something is dead wrong with your environment if a 13-year-old girl is a feral animal. Because 13-year-old girls, now I understand they can be cruel to each other and high maintenance. I'm not naive, but they're not violent murderers stomping cabbies to death. And if you have a 13-year-old girl or boy who is stomping cabbies' heads into the pavement, it is time to have a conversation about the environment that child was raised in. And guess what is not part of that conversation? The cops. You can't blame that one on the cops. You can't defund your police the way out of that one. You can't even, well, I mean, slavery. Nope. None of that stuff cuts it. A 13-year-old girl beating somebody to death. That girl, that girl was raised by animals if she was raised at all. And we need to dig into what that problem is. What are the cultural problems and how do we fix it? And it is very much an environment thing, not a skin color thing. My, my next door neighbor's black. Got black people all over my daggone neighborhood. Their kids are sweet. They're out there playing with my kids. So this is an urban black neighborhood problem and if we could ever get ourselves to have an honest conversation about it, man, we might actually get some changes and 13-year-old girls wouldn't be beating somebody to death. Is it drugs? Is it schools? Obviously, parenting or lack thereof is going to play a big part in this. There's no question about that. What is it? Is it, uh, is it, is it something? Is there something that can be done? It's just sim this simply the result of urban poverty because, look, urban poor... No matter what culture they come from, 
have been notoriously violent throughout the ages. That's kind of the way history works. But I look at this and I want answers, real answers, not cops are bad, not we're oppressed. I want real, actual answers because a 13-year-old child, that's a child, man. That's James. It's my kid's age. A 13-year-old child beating an adult male to death on the sidewalk. I know this I I know this sounds soft. A child deserves better. It's not just the cabbie. That's a child who has been wronged. Wronged. We ever going to have that talk? I doubt it. But we should. All right. We have a lot more. What you post on social media, what you text to friends, should you be worried about that? Oh, you bet you should. We're going to talk about that next. Fighting for your freedom every day. USA! USA! The Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show on a Thursday night. There is a turn to get to tonight. It's going to be so much fun. I mean, a lot of this stuff's horrible. They're still trying to kill Marjorie Taylor Greene. The FBI is actually worse than we thought. Some ladies in a mixed weight relationship. (laughs) All that and a lot more still to come tonight. One more thing on the the 13-year-old, the beating, the culture. Michael brought this up a lot. You know, Denzel Washington and I were famous for having symmetrical faces. Denzel Washington's also famous for saying, apparently he says it often, not color, culture. You should be able to have these conversations without crying victim. You should be able to have these conversations also without sounding like you're a member of the Klan. It is a cultural problem. It's very much a cultural problem. Whatever is going on, in the urban black community, it's really, really bad. If it's producing 13-year-old girls who beat people to death, we need to have a talk that goes outside of blaming the cops. I've told you this before. I talked to NYPD cops. I know because you know I know a lot of them. They tell me one of the most underreported things, well, flat-out unreported things in the country is the youth gang problem. And I'm, like, I'm all, youth gang? What? And they just simply explain Eight, nine, ten years old, they're already in a gang mugging people, holding people up at knife point. Eight, nine years old? When my kids were eight years old, we were taking them to Six Flags to ride roller coasters. You're handling a blade and sticking it in people's sides at eight or nine years old? There's something wrong there. And if we're never going to have an honest conversation about what it is, then we're never, ever, ever going to fix the problem. All right, all right, all right. Enough. There's been something that is, it has been, you know, we have central themes on the show that I like to talk about. I don't know if they help you, but they help me understand every story that comes out. Because I don't like doing, oh, this headline, and then let's nail down on this story. I like to do broader. I like to understand the why. What am I seeing? What's going on? Why? You know that. I like that. Like when I talk about, the three characteristics all our leaders have in common. I'm not going to go over them again, but it helps It helps me understand the story. Understand so many stories. It does. It, when I tell you Democrats get elected and they reward their friends and punish their enemies, it helps me understand so many stories out there. It explains so much. That's why you hire 87,000 IRS agents to go after your political enemies. 
And it's why you hand out a bunch of student loan crap to people who don't even need the help. That's why you steal from the middle class and give to them. Uh, in case you were wondering, here's uh, Joe Biden's response when a reporter actually asked him about it. Is this unfair to people who paid their student loans or chose not to take out loans? Is it fair to people who, in fact, uh, do not own multi-billion dollar businesses and see why these guys get them all attached Is that fair? What do you think? One, I know you didn't understand what he said because no one understood what he said. It was just babble. He didn't have his note cards. He, he, di- he didn't get today's assigned reading, so he didn't answer. And two, you can tell what a nasty cuss he is. And I've, I, I said it last night and I meant it. Obviously, Joe Biden has been a jerk for a very, very, very long time. There's videotape of him decades ago. He's just been a jerk to everyone. He's a jerk to his staff. This is well known a jerk to reporters, a jerk to everybody. Well, now that he's a dementia-ridden carcass of his former self, all that's left is the jerk. So that's why they hide him for weeks on end, and the second he comes out, he can't help but being a jerk. But beyond all that, beyond a set set all that aside, I was going somewhere else with this. Another thing that helps me understand everything we're seeing right now is this. Everything they do is in an effort to turn their political opponents into an enemy of the state so they can then use state power against their political opponents. Those things are obviously supposed to be separate. Communists have never viewed those things as separate. Communists want a communist military so they can attack their opponents with it. They want a communist police force so they can attack their opponents with it. They want a full-blown communist administrative state so it can be used to crush dissidents and silence any opposition. That's communism 101. They've all done this. They've all done this. I want you to listen to something right now. This is New York Governor Kathy Hochul. And I want you to pay very close attention because as New York goes, the United States of America goes. And she's, to her credit, as much as a hideous hag as she is, she's being very honest here. I want you, as you listen to Kathy Hoko, I want you to think about the last 10 things you put on social media, public and private. I want you to think about the contents of your text messages with your buddies, your emails. Pay attention. Pay very close attention. We also talked about, I mentioned social media a number of times. I've called upon and working closely with our attorney general to identify what's going on in social media. Those questions are now part of our background checks. Uh, just like in the old days, you'd talk to someone's neighbor. Uh, now you can talk to their neighbors online and find out whether or not this person has been spouting uh, you know, philosophies that indicate that they have been radicalized. And that's how we protect our citizens as well. Talking to your neighbors online? What would your next door neighbor say about you? What would the person in the apartment across the hall say about you? Person across the street say about you? Did you hear what she just said? She's talking about the government tracking down people who know you to see if you're, quote, radical. Listen again. And as you listen, I want you to think about this. I want you to think about What's the last text message you sent about the student loan thing? What's the last email you sent or text or private message you sent about guns? You like guns? I want you to think about what the last message you sent about abortion was. And I want you to think what Kathy Hochul would consider 
about that message? Would she consider you a radical if your neighbor told her, hey, Kathy, this guy, he's got an AR-15. We also talked about, I mentioned, social media a number of times. I've called upon and working closely with our attorney general to identify what's going on in social media. Those questions are now part of our background checks. Uh, just like in the old days, you'd talk to someone's neighbor. Uh, now you can talk to their neighbors online and find out whether or not this person has been spouting uh, you know, philosophies that indicate that they have been radicalized. And that's how we protect our citizens as well. How's your philosophies? What about your friends on Twitter? What would they say about you? Facebook, what would they say about you? Do you see what they're doing? You see what they're doing? I'll explain what they're doing in just a second. It's time we stop. Hey, what's that sound? Everybody look what's going If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. 
Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. I don't think that's Phil Collins' best work, Michael. I don't think it's his best. It's okay. It's, it's look, it's, let's. It's not more than okay, all right? It's not more than okay. Let's not make it something it's not, Michael. Let's not make it awkward, all right? Remember, producer Chris is out this week on a honeymoon, even though Michael and I have done the best we can to get him away from us. He keeps texting us about the show. He's not even in this state, and he's he's texting, oh, that was a good segment. Oh, hey, did you guys remember this? Shut up and go away, Chris, and enjoy your honeymoon. You're on a honeymoon, you doofus. You can, we'll see you again next week. Gosh. Remember, tomorrow's an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday for you new listeners on the show. Every Friday, it's, Fridays are different. Obviously, if there's any big news, we hit the big news. But actually, the whole three hours is dedicated to me answering the questions you email into the show. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. They do not have to be political questions at all. They can be dumb. It can be about history or food, men, women, employment, I, I, whatever. Stupid scenarios. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. The week is heavy enough. We have even more fun on Friday. All right? You know why we do that? You know freedom is not free. That's why we do that, because freedom isn't free. All right, back to what they're doing real quick, because I want to get someone to know why gas prices are dropping. I'm going to explain something in a second, but I, br- I played this before. Kathy Hochul talking about your social media. We're tracking your social media. We're looking at your neighbors. We're, we've been in contact with these companies to see. We're worried about you being radical. They are making sure you are boxed in. And when I, 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 you know, they're already trying to make you an enemy of the state. Part of making you an enemy of the state is this. You... For the, for the beliefs you have, you are unable to speak them at all. If you hold your beliefs, look, they prefer you dead. They'll accept you in prison. But at a bare minimum, they don't want you to be able to talk. That's why there's so much censorship on these big tech platforms. That's why there's so much censorship in the media. I mean, remember, remember the New York Post, one of the oldest and most reputable, reputable publications in the United States of America, ran a story on Hunter Biden's laptop, one we all know that is true, immediately social media banned anyone from sharing it. They suspended the New York Post's account, and we had over 50 former CIA agents come out and say it was Russian disinformation. These people really want control of what is said and what is not said. Part of that control is making sure you're too afraid to talk. They want you too afraid to send that funny Second Amendment joke to your buddy. They want you scared. It's crazy out there. All right, I'm going to address this real quick. Hello, handsome genius. I've noticed gas prices have plummeted and wonder why. Here in New York, gas is around $3.80, and it was over $5 not long ago. We still have war with Ukraine. Putin's still in charge of Russia. There's no more drilling going on. Why is it going down? And it says I can say her name. Her name is Marcia. Okay, it's important you understand why it's going down. And actually, the reason it's going down is absolutely horrific. Because I had that same thought, too. 
I'm looking around at these gas prices and I'm thinking, okay, well, not only are they not doing more drilling, they're actually banning more drilling. Remember, these people are a death cult. They're not stopping. They're not slowing down. They're not backing off. They're all in on this stuff. Why are gas prices going down? What, what's happening? Well, people are beginning to starve to death. And this is what I mean. We have a unique situation here in America, a blessed situation. Remember how blessed you are to be here. We have never had the situation up until now, although I have a story on this in a second. We've never encountered the situation up until now where power, juice, electricity was unavailable to us. The chances that you've ever walked up to a light switch in your home, unless the storm knocked out power or something, but the chances you've ever walked up to a light switch in your home and flipped it on and nothing happened, the chances are very small. Maybe your family got caught behind on bills and, and the lights didn't come on for a week till you paid off the bill or something like that. But the juice is always there, bill or no bill. It's, it's always there. We don't understand because we've been so wealthy for so long. We don't truly appreciate what it is to be in a country where sometimes there's no power. Why are gas prices going down? Because there are entire countries now, especially in Africa, that the power has gotten so expensive worldwide, globally. The power got so expensive, they just simply stopped buying it. Their people... They don't have power right now. As we speak, while you sit there, with probably your phone's probably plugged in. You got the lights on. Maybe the TV's on in the background. Whatever. Maybe you're listening right now on a podcast through a speakerphone. Whatever it is, you have power. Why is gas so cheap? Because entire country or so cheap. Why is gas cheaper? Because entire countries have taken themselves out of the market for power. And because we've been so spoiled for so long, we don't understand what's coming here. And we don't understand what Americans are already going through right here. Here's a headline. A tsunami of shutoffs. 20 million U.S. homes are behind on energy bills. One in six American households are behind the highest number on record. And remember, that means they're probably about to have the power shut off in your homes. You didn't ever think that would come to you, did it? Did you? Maybe that, look, that's such a big number. I guarantee there are people listening. That's their situation. But maybe that's not your situation. Can you wrap your mind around looking out the door? You know your neighbors are home. It's nighttime and their house is dark. And then you go over and you talk to them. Hey, I wanted to make sure everything's okay. I still have power in my house. We didn't have a storm. What's going on? Yeah, sorry. We, uh, <clears throat> we couldn't afford the power bill this month. They finally shut us off. 20 million homes is a lot of homes. The chances that's coming to a neighborhood near you are pretty daggone strong when it's one in six, are they not? We don't understand what that's like. We don't get it. Yeah, uh, one of the things, believe me, this is going to be on subject. It's going to sound like I'm going off the rails. I'm not just bear with me a second. One of the things I struggle with sometimes is forced military service. I don't, it doesn't sound like a free country to me to force people into the military. So I dislike that aspect of it. I don't like the thought that a bunch of people will be sitting in a fighting hole next to me who don't want to be there. 
Right? So I don't like that. There's a lot to dislike. There's a great argument against forced military service. One of the things that, one of the arguments for it, in my opinion, is this. Serving four years in the Marines. Remember, I was just a four-year, very average grunt Marine. I ain't, I ain't nothing special. But it gives you perspective. Perspective, oftentimes, you can't find elsewhere. Because you go to different places across the globe, places you can't afford to see. I couldn't afford it. I mean, I couldn't afford to go to Thailand when I was 19 years old. Couldn't afford to go to Iraq, although that wasn't exactly a pleasure cruise. You know, I, can't, I couldn't afford to go to these places. It gives you the opportunity to go see how the other half lives. And I will never forget, I will never forget this little scene we came across in Thailand when we were there. And I will explain what that is in just a moment. Before I explain what that is, I want you to do me a favor real quick. We're about to go to break. You know that. How long are these breaks? Well, they're long enough. You know it takes less than 10 minutes for you to switch your cell phone company and stop funding people who hate you? You know Verizon hates your guts, right? They hate your values and they're trying to destroy them. AT&T, T-Mobile, they hate you, despise you, and they take the money you give them and they use it to destroy you. You realize that, right? Pure Talk doesn't do that. Their CEO is a veteran. They have U.S.-based customer service. They save people a fortune. Families are saving 75 bucks a month when they switch to Pure Talk. You can keep your phone. Keep your number. You can get a new phone, a new number. It's all done on the phone and by mail, and you get to talk to an American who speaks English. How about that? From your cell phone, dial pound 250 and say Jesse Kelly. That'll get you an additional month free. Dial pound 250, say Jesse Kelly. This is the Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Somebody wants me to explain Franco, a little bit about Franco. I'll get to that. We're going to get to who they're about to blame for the fallout, more malfeasance at the FBI. It's just, it's going to be a great show. It's, it's, I'm having a blast here. But I want to finish my story real quick because I have to play you the latest from the World Economic Forum. I know you're going to love this, but back to my story. So perspective, going other places gives you perspective. And I was talking about Americans and having their power shut off. Guy wrote in and said, New York, is the, the gas prices are going down. What's going on? And I simply explained There are entire countries now who are not buying power for their citizens anymore. I remember we were in Thailand. Remember, in the Marines, I I can't speak for every Marine unit. I'm not some expert on it. I know the grunt units, the infantry units like ours, before Iraq and Afghanistan, I don't know if they still do this, we would go do six months every two years overseas. Now, sometimes that six-month tour is you get on a boat in San Diego somewhere, and then you float to Australia, and you hang out with Australian women, and then you go to various other places. I never did that, and we didn't do that. I was sent to Okinawa with my unit for six months. You go to Okinawa, and then from there, you go to various other places for different kinds of training. Well, we were in Okinawa, and one of the training bits you do is you go to Thailand. The training bit, you can look it up online. It's called Cobra Gold. Cobra Gold is the training. You have to drink Cobra blood blood and stuff. It's pretty awesome. But you go do jungle warfare training, which is, well, it's freaking horrible. But 
at one point in time, we were out in Thailand, out in the hinterlands. Okay, we were out in the hinterlands. And we are driving on these big five uh, trucks. We're driving on big trucks. We're driving on these big trucks, sitting in the back of these big trucks, heading out from our one crappy base to an even crappier base out in in the jungle because we're getting ready to go out and do some things out in the jungle. And along the way, we're on this rough dirt road. It's terrible. We're on this rough dirt road. And along the way, we end up having to stop, and we're really close to this hut. And when I say hut, I want you to picture this. It was a family. It was obviously a husband and wife. I don't know how many kids there, but we could only see one. And this hut was, I'm doing this by memory, so this won't be exact. 10 by 10, maybe. And I don't mean a hut of wood or sheet metal. It's exactly like you're picturing in your mind. I'm talking a thatch roof. Bamboo, as rough as it gets. There's one you can see very clearly inside because there was a front door without a door in it. And it was just one room. And you could see the bed. They all three, or if there were more, I don't know. They all three slept in the same bed. You saw a couple little pots and things in there. And outside, there was a child. And the child was squatting you know how uh, southeast asian people they squat a lot the the toilets are squatting it's just it's just you squat you basically your butt hits your heels it's just a cultural thing i'm look i'm too tall my knees couldn't do it but that's something they do but this kid was squatting outside i'll never forget it we were he was right by the five ton he was squatting and he had a little stick and he was just playing there were no toys there was no electricity obviously he was just digging and playing In the mud, it's always muddy because it's always raining there. He was just digging a hole in the mud. And because we were parked there long enough, we were watching. I mean, just observing, I guess I should say. And we thought to ourselves, that kid right there, wouldn't it be the cruelest thing in the history of mankind to throw him in the back of this truck, with permission of his parents, of course, not trying to kidnap anybody, throw him in the back of the truck, and take him back to America for a week and show him electricity, show him air conditioning, heat. Let me ask you an honest question. You don't have to let me know. What's the temperature where you are right now? You in your car? In your home? Unless you're out working, which I know we have a bunch of people who listen when they're out working, but even then, if you're in a warehouse or something, I bet money... The temperature where you are is somewhere between 70 and 80 degrees right now because you, an American, me, an American, have the ability to regulate the temperature where we are. We don't have any idea that there are people all over the world who will never experience that. What would it do to that kid's psyche to take him from that, what he lives in, show him how you live, how I live, and then take him back and drop him off? We don't know what that's like. We don't have any concept of that, of how so many people live. And so when I see these hard times that I think are coming, it worries me because we don't know. And I'm, I'm not pointing fingers at you. Ah, oh, you're too soft. Man, I don't know. Obviously, it gives me some level of perspective to have seen it. But there are people out there who've never experienced power. And that number is about to increase going on across the globe. It's way beyond New York, buddy. 
It's across the globe right now. Isn't that crazy? Not, it's absolutely nutso to me. All right. I've played this for you. Well, this person before, before on the show. You know what the World Economic Forum is. Klaus Schwab, a horrible communist organization gathering the governments around the world together to push all the climate change stuff, to destroy your private property, to destroy your vehicle. These are things they openly talk about, by the way. And this isn't some distant future thing. They talk about 2030. They have joined with the UN. By 2030, they want to have completely destroyed your way of life. What is the mentality of these people? How concerned could you be? Well, you remember I've played Yuval Noah before. His full name's Dr. Yuval Noah Harari, but I'm not going into all that crap. He's Yuval Noah on the show. This is the guy who's talked about how they're about to go beyond the God of the Bible. We're talking about some real delusional sickness here. I want you to listen closely and I want you to understand all of your cultural leaders agree with him when he says this. This is how your leaders think about you, your leaders. Now fast forward to to the early 21st century when we just don't need the vast majority of the population. Because... Because uh, the, the future is about developing more and more sophisticated technology, like, again, artificial intelligence, bioengineering. Most people don't contribute anything to that, except perhaps for their data. And whatever people are still doing, which is useful, these technologies increasingly will make redundant and will make it possible to, to replace the, the people. These people run your country too. Never forget that. All right, we talked we talked about that gang beating a cab driver to death. What, look, what are you going to do? If you're walking down the sidewalk right now and a uh, couple violent feral teenagers want to beat you to death, are you going to be able to stop them? Is your daughter, your wife, your husband, your grandpa, he ever go for a walk? Can he stop a little animal from beating him to death? He can if he has a hero gun. It's a non-lethal gun, shoots pepper balls 100 miles per hour, don't require a concealed carry permit. Anyone can use it. It's got a laser sight on it. You just point and squeeze. You don't have to be a gun guy or gun girl. Your wife doesn't, daughter doesn't. Get your family members this thing, please, anyone you care about. Hero2020.com code JESSE gets you a special discount. Hero2020.com code JESSE. Don't hope you're ready to stop somebody bad. Make sure you are. Remember, state restrictions may apply. One more thing. I'm going to play this You've All Know a thing again for you when we come back. And I know it can be very, very difficult to accept that that's what your leaders think about you. But understand, they're very open about that. They're very open that you are a burden. Your freedom is a burden. Your red meat is a burden. Why do you think all of a sudden you're reading about so many things about eating bugs? And bugs are healthy. Have you heard about bug protein? Bug, bug, bugs. Why do you think that is? Your entire way of life, it is a stench in the nostril of these people. And this applies to much more than the World Economic Forum. The American government thinks that way too. Now... That ties directly into this. Somebody asked about Franco. I warned about the, about Franco coming. Why? Who was he? I'll tell you in a second.
Jesse Kelly here. If you're in a situation where you feel threatened, instinct may drive you to reach for lethal means immediately. But we all want to avoid the irreversible consequences of deadly force. Enter the Burna Less Lethal Pistol Launcher, equipped with tear gas and kinetic ammo to incapacitate an attacker for up to 40 minutes. It's legal in all 50 states, requires no background checks, and can be shipped right to your door. Visit Burna.com slash Jesse now for an exclusive 10% discount. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.